Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Neil. Do you like to laugh? Not really. No. Oh, who doesn't like to laugh? Everybody likes to laugh. Do you like bearded lesbians? <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, I'll tell, I'll explain here in a sec. Let's uh, throw in our theme music. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna predict that that's gonna be a, a <laughs> smashing success. Yeah. I'm not saying I'll kill a snitch, but right. <laughs> they can make you wear pants. Welcome to Talk About Town. The local Louisville podcast about culture, art, food, and sports. And now, here's your hosts with the most, Neil and Jeremy. All right, so um, the reason that I asked you if you like bearded lesbians is because we've got a guest today. A self-described bearded lesbian comedian, Jeff Toy. Oh, hey, 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 what's up? Hey, how's it going? I was going, dude. What's up, man? <laughs> um, sorry about that, but uh, I was actually, I was preparing, watching some of your videos, and I think from stage you said you're uh, shaped and, and looked like a bearded lesbian. and, oh, and yes. It, the body of a, uh, the body of a, of a women's softball player. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. I LOL'd on that, so I, <laughs> I, I said I'm going to have to bring that one back up. Oh yeah, yeah. I think uh, the uh, I think the the bearded lesbian was a a, a lesbian cut my hair not t- like a couple of days ago, and uh, this lady she she either was really into rainbows or she was a lesbian, uh, but she, she or both. No or judgment both. either way. Yeah, That's no, right. no, not That's at right. all. Yeah, but uh, I have that. It's kind of like that very similar haircut, you know, the long on top and the fade and all that. But <laughs> she she knew what she was doing. But in, in in addition, you've got. You're like, make me look like you. And she's yeah. like, I got it. Yeah. He's got a, the rock and rat tail, though. though yes. Right? Oh, yeah, dude. I, I measured it the other day. It's like uh, eight or nine inches, I think. Nice. Going. I measured my, never mind. That's <laughs> uh, the, uh, that's, um, that's, that's a your signature. Podcast. No, yeah, that's, a, but that's your signature look, though. The, the, well, it was, you did have a pretty rowdy mullet there for a while. I did, dude. I, I think the, uh, it's, it's pretty obvious that it seems like the mullets are, they're pretty back, I think. I see them on the social media sites. and Man, I, I'm not down with it. I had one back in, like, middle school, high school. Oh, yeah. But it wasn't called a mullet then. I mean, I'm old enough that it was just having your hair long in the back. Ah, I see. Ted, yeah. Ted Cruz is trying to rock a mullet. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think he got it dreaded when he was in Mexico, I think. Yeah. <laughs> cornrows. Yeah, cornrows. Yeah, man, but, He's yeah, I had the mullet, dude, and ever it seemed like everyone enjoyed it. It was a good laugh. It was a good whatever. Uh, but the wife hated it. He hated it. And uh, <laughs> who's the boss? I get it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I get it. I had a I had a hair helmet mullet as a kid. It was like impressive. A chili bow mullet. It was. I just had a a whole lot of really thick hair, and I would brush it back, and it would stick up literally several. I mean, three, four, five inches off the top of my head. And then it, and it was long in the back. It was long enough in the back where I could like pull it around, put it in my mouth. Nice. Um, it was, it was impressive. I mean, I have this one picture in, um, well, there's, you can find it on my Facebook profile. Uh, there's, there's one of my old school pictures, a few of them actually, but, but there was a picture like, you know, the risers in, in grade school where you're getting your pictures taken and there's, they're like stairs, uh, but yeah. everybody, so there's a girl behind me who's taller than me anyway. Um, and I'm on the step in front of her, so she's up higher, and my hair is so big it's covering her face. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> is it like curly? Awfully like curly. A lot, of, a lot of texture to the hair. I would, more wavy than curly, but yeah, it was um beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And I, I always say I'm like a, a Labrador. My hair repels water, oh. so you just pour water on my head, it just runs right. That's up. actually handy. I, I, I wish so. I wish I could. I mean, not that I would have the hair helmet mullet, but I just wish I had enough hair to grow it. However, I wanted to grow it. You know, it's just it's one of the things about. Well, not everybody. Neil Neil's doing pretty well in the hair. I'm hanging in there, but uh, but yeah, it has. <laughs> I'm grateful. My uh, my no, maternal okay. grandfather, who they kind of tell tell you that like your hair stuff comes oh, from yeah. that. He uh he was bald by like mid twenties. I, I well, they used to say it was maternal. Then they say it was. I think it's both. It's really, you know, and it's it's kind of and it's weird because you could you could have a sibling that is totally bald and you could have all your hair. It's just. 
Yeah. I don't know. It is. It's. It's. It's the lucky few, I guess. But oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I won't say that I embrace my baldness, but uh, I always say at least I got this pretty face, right? So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not. It could be a lot worse. But well, um, yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about you, Jeff. What have you been doing? Oh yeah, man. I uh, well, you know, going off to the whole rat tail. It's a uh, college degree in the front, CDL license in the back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I like <laughs> it. And, and and that is that is actually true when it, it comes is, to you. Oh right? yeah, it, yeah, it is true. I uh. Well, man, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. I, uh, no problem. I do, uh, I do comedy here in Louisville. I uh, think I just hit about three years doing it pretty consistently. And uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm trying not to brag or anything, but I'm pretty humble. You know, I'm a pretty humble guy. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, no, but I do feel lucky about some of the opportunities that I have had because uh, I think with, like, social media and stuff, it's – I feel like in the past, like, you just knew about comics if they like came to do like a show or something. Or HBO specials. Yeah, exactly. But yep. now it's you can hit up people on Instagram or follow right. them on YouTube or anything. And I've gotten there's a a, a dude that I like quite a bit. Uh, his name's Dusty Slay. Lives down in Nashville, and in my perspective, I mean, before COVID hit, it seemed like you had to move to LA or move to New York, and mm-hmm. that was like the traditional way of things but especially after damn thing that went on and uh but that's even changing with like social media but all the hot spots now seem to be like in austin or nashville everybody's going to austin that's for sure and that's what's like the weird perspective about it is like it's kind of encouraging it's like can i quote unquote you know uh work my way up here or you know because there is some thoughts about maybe moving to nashville in the future Mm -hmm. if i want to really jump into this but i don't it's, know man well it's pretty cool i think it, one of the interesting things that i've, I've seen um, with you know the internet is there's so many people that are famous or insta famous or whatever that have really no talent you know but, <laughs> yeah. but there's some of these people that you know really really oh. <laughs> really talented musicians uh skilled people i mean they get they start making hundreds of thousands even millions of dollars in some cases before they even sign record deals because they've got um you know a million hits on YouTube or whatever. And, and that's how they get spotted. And ultimately they, but, but I mean, I think the same can be true for, you know, I mean, my cut, my, my little boy calls them YouTubers, but all these guys that get on there and just do whatever they do. That's entertaining. Yeah. But, and I, I know that with stand up in particular, it really does help to have an audience. So I was just wondering, you know, for you with COVID, how has that affected, especially kind of an up and coming comic, like, you know, it, you kind of got derailed, I guess, a little bit, and you're trying to get back into the clubs doing that. Not, not that you got derailed in the sense that you weren't wanting to do it, or but, but just you know, it's like here I go, and now it's like, well, now I can't get in front of people, and I, I know that's changing a little bit now. But oh, yeah. uh, talk a little bit about that if you don't mind. Sure, yeah, man. I uh, now right when it, I felt like it was, uh, I think it was like a lot of folks is, with I, I try to break it down. So you have comics who are like just starting out, or like that are doing pretty much just doing open mics. So you have X amount of people who are doing open mics. And then you have a section of folks that are doing like maybe bar shows or they're doing like kind of uh they may do like a showcase at a club or something like that, but it's not like a uh, quote unquote show show where it's a host, a feature right. and a headliner. So there's different sections of comics. And I feel like I was doing, I was actually getting a somewhat momentum in the club kind of scene because there's uh alt comics, I guess, where they're, they, uh, I mean, it's, it's interesting and it is interesting cause it's, it's for the longest time I thought it might've just been like a Louisville thing, but it seems like it's a in a city kind of ordeal where if you're not working clubs or anything, then you're kind of like, well, screw this. I'm going to, there's this bar that I know we'll just do this bar show or, you know, we know of this venue, like do it here. If anybody has a stage, but I felt like I was doing pretty good there right before uh, right before it hit. But I will say that when it, things started opening back up, I was like bombing, like hard, like harder than I ever done before. And I was like, this is wild because I think it's still like in the back of people's heads that oh maybe we shouldn't be here or you know, uh, you know they're just anxious or whatever. Right. But it really made me, like, bombing that hard kind of helped out because uh, 
it made me want to switch up what my deliveries were like because I was very almost like random one-liner-ish. Right. It was just like random joke, random joke. And then it really pushed me to uh, like, okay, maybe we should switch this up a little bit. And uh, so now it's more interpersonal-ish where I'm trying to – because I, I feel like maybe I wasn't a really good – I had some jokes, but maybe I couldn't write well enough. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, hey, I got this story I want to tell, but even if you tell a story, you have to have your punches in there. Yeah, right. I get it. And uh, but I will say, these past couple months, it's really picked up because, uh, like, hell, January, mid January, I was like, doom and gloom. I suck. This sucks. And then I got booked for a show in Zanies in Nashville in March. I did my first MC weekend in Crackers in Indianapolis. Hell yeah. And then I'm doing my first MC weekend next weekend at Comedy Caravan. That's awesome. Which uh, the comedy the wait website's thecaravan2017.com. Oh, boom! Free tickets, little plug there. But uh, what's the 2017? They changed to the is that when the that was when they changed Caravan. the name? I think. Oh maybe. yeah, yeah. It's been through. I think I remember it was the Laughing Derby at one point. It was uh care. It was the Comedy Caravan at one point, but. It was comedy. I mean, the, the way I remember is the comedy carry event. Well, I think it's that's interesting. Um, the, the bombing, you know, and I, oh, that's yeah. just I know that's part of every stand up. Like they have to go through that, and it's like there's got to <laughs> be some sort of mentality that you have, some confidence in yourself that just you know that, like, you know, I really you're like this is funny, damn it. Yeah, like, yeah. well, you know, it's, like, it's like I know I'm funny. I just got it, but it's and and it, a lot of it's connected with the right audience too. But oh, yeah. but um, you know, because you could have the same material, the same set, one night and kill it, and then the next night, bomb. Oh you yeah. Know? But but I think that that's yeah, that just the perseverance of being a stand up is is the big. I mean, it's obviously the the biggest part of it. You know, it's yeah, man. And I try to keep like was, I got. My stuff is pretty like I guess PG ish for the most part, you know, and uh I have I have a couple jokes that I know that aren't too hot. But I know if I'm starting to eat it, I'm like, <laughs> all right, this is uh, there's no there's no way of coming back. Like I'm just gonna start bringing out these jokes that I know is just gonna like it's salt on the wound at this point. <laughs> and uh but grown jokes. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah hundred oh, percent. And uh but it is interesting, man, because like when I talked about the alt scene and stuff, like I do feel like uh, there's some folks they just do a really good job in a bar scene material, you know, kind of outside of a comedy club, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't seem to do too well in that setting. I don't know, it like is it? It seems like you have to. Uh, some people sit there and they're like, "Take me too serious," maybe, or you know, because uh, I would think that I would do. I always thought I'm like, oh man, a redneck crowd, like they'll love me or whatever. Nah, nah, it, I think it hits too close to home. You're you're <laughs> you're playing on some of the, some of the yeah, yeah. silliness with with that crowd a little bit. Oh yeah, because you're kind of doing a character a little bit, right? Yeah, I would say so. That's what's like the weird differential part about it, because like uh, I think when I started kind of writing these jokes or whatever, it was uh, reflecting more on the past, like my childhood mm-hmm. and. For the longest time, it was like I was always uh, ashamed or embarrassed of like my redneck fam- family or like Section Eight shit or whatever. And uh, which, by the way, what's is there language barriers on no. this podcast? All right, um, cool, cool. But uh, this is not maybe on there may be language yeah. barriers, but but you can say <laughs> yeah, whatever, yeah. you can say whatever you want. You can we, say we shit if you want. We don't. We don't. We don't. Uh, yeah, we, we we're not X-rated. Or we're marked. Uh, yeah. We're marked. Explicit yeah. so that oh, we can, if one slips, we don't have to get flagged or anything. Good call, man. Yep. Good call. But uh, yeah, man, like doing this uh, blue collar work and kind of like reflecting back in the past was was more like, especially like nowadays, the the common the uh, the climate culture ish. I'm like, I don't really see a lot of quote unquote like redneck ish comics mm-hmm. and. Uh, I'm like, you know what? I'm because anything in my head, anything I try to do up on stage is kind of differentiate myself from what they already may see from like the other comics that were up there. And uh doing doing kind of more, you know, where it's you know, I'm not like Larry the cable guy, that kind of stuff, because that's just like too extreme in yeah. my opinion. But I do think that there is probably 
quite a few folks that are around my age group that has gone to college and they can't get a job that makes enough money. So now they're going back to like blue collar ish jobs and they're like, Holy hell, this is, this is where the money's at. Like, what, what am I doing? And then, uh, so I'm trying to tap into like the hipster ish liberal side of things, but also with like the perspective of some, you know, redneck ish upbringing and, uh, you know, kind of current ish, you know, yeah. I don't know. Well, it's that's, a, that's a bit like as us in real estate, that's a problem is that there was a big push for a decade or two of like, everybody has to go to college. Yeah, man. So, so now everyone has been to college and there's not enough college level jobs, which means if you've got a good plumber, electrician, HVAC guy, somebody, they're going to be busy. And if you've got a good one, you don't tell anyone about them because yeah. there's not enough, there's not enough people to do all the work out there right now. Yeah. I, w- I would say like, if you, um, if you have a skilled trade, um, or if you, you know, if you know a skilled trade, I mean, you will always find work. And the good thing about those guys is, I mean, if, it, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the opportunities are for plumbers and electricians. I mean, they're, they're vast and endless, but yeah. you can, if you have any kind of people skills and business acumen, eventually you own your own business and you make a lot of money. I mean, you know, like uh, my, my plumber, um, I mean, he, he's not like, not Tom Drexler, you know, everybody knows Tom Drexler, uh, but, but he makes a really good living and he's, you know, but he doesn't have any children that are in the business. So, you know, he's got a couple guys that work for him now, but, um, it's just one of those things like you. Yeah. I mean like the college degree now is basically like, high school diploma yeah, everybody's dude. got one yeah. mm-hmm. so there's what differentiates you and and so i think like if, if you don't want to go to school there are alternatives that you can make a really good living and um there's certainly no shame in it that's for sure yeah i say that uh, i'm the only one in my family who's uh, gone to college i i get a double major yeah heating and air <laughs> yeah nice. <laughs> nice uh but yeah man that's that's the weird part about it because it seemed like in high school, my senior year, I had a few, I had a few teachers come up to me and are like, "Hey, what are you, what are you doing after high school?" And I was like, "I don't know, maybe UPS or U of L, maybe." And they're like, "Oh no, you you know, you need to really look into going to school and this and that." I'm like, "All right, sure, whatever." <laughs> and then it was like, uh, I applied. I remember going to the gu- the guidance counselor, and she made me apply for college. I was like, "Whatever, you know, kind of thing." And I got accepted by WKU. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm, I'll go out of town, whatever. <laughs> but what was scary, and this is the thing that, I, this is where I think the conspiracy or the scam comes into play. Mm-hmm. You have an 18-year-old, grew up poor, even I like to say I grew up broke, but, and uh, get them in college. I didn't know what I went. I went to, my first degree was visual arts. Oh, nice. Because I, I enjoyed doing art. I was like, you know, I, went, I like to draw or whatever and we maybe how, get more skills. We know skilled. how well that pays. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. but, uh, shortly after dude, it was the, uh, a friend of mine told me that the financial aid told him that you can take out more student loans than you need. Mm-hmm. And they like, they give you WKU debit cards where that money goes back. So we would go online, be like, okay, five grand, keep on hitting refresh until oh. the night of, and bam, you got five grand in your pocket. And we're like, yeah, let's get tattoos. Let's like, let's. <laughs> no and uh, that's exactly what we did, man. And uh, I got like, I, I probably got, uh, I remember one semester, I probably got eight or nine tattoos <laughs> in one semester. And, and that's the thing. That's the scary thing about it was like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was changing my degree every semester mm-hmm. and we were taking out more student loan money just, just to waste it pretty much. And uh, that's uncomfortable. They don't, they don't really tell you about that part no also at, you don't care at that moment yeah you're like woo, <laughs> yeah party man <laughs> and, and you can't you can't get out of it you can't mm-hmm. bankrupt it you can't you know do you can't do anything you can refinance it like one time or something i don't know man that's why uh that's why i mean i hear people that are like oh get you know you know pay for student loans and this and that i'm like i'm like i know this is my fault like i accept right but also at the same time, I'm like, I, I'm irresponsible with money, but you, you made it so easy for me to, to get it. Well, right. and <laughs> the fact that it's, it is guaranteed by the government, so the schools know they're getting their money. So 
Oh, yeah. There is incentive for them to just be like, eh, let's double tuition this year. And, oh, yeah. and it drives up the cost. That's the scam. Uh, we know we're going to get ours. We'll we'll turn the dial up on cost, and someone will pay us while they're getting Social Security. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, it's similar to giving. Like you said you mentioned they give you a WKU credit card. I mean, yeah. giving an eighteen year old a credit card is like the worst thing you can do. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's one thing I'm thankful for. Um, you know, uh, one of many things I think, but one <laughs> thing I'm thankful for as a young person, I never. Um, you know, I never got into credit card debt and I had friends that did. And I mean, thousands and thousands of dollars. And I mean, it will stay with you forever. I mean, in student loans, like my, my in-laws, um, very well educated. Um, I mean, they were, my my wife and I've been together for 20 plus years, but they were, um, they were paying off their loans until they were like 50 plus years old. I mean, and, and I mean, they went to, you know, really good schools and it, but, but, yeah, like I mean, it's just it's debilitating for so many people, and and it's just the cycle. I mean, it's 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 the system. It's the way it's set up. It, yeah. Uh, I just you know, I, I I was very fortunate that I don't have any student loans. You know, Daddy, thanks, Daddy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but I I certainly understand that that's not the it's not the norm. It's not how oh, it is yeah. for so many people. And yeah, but I mean, the, it, I always I mean, I do think there's value in education. I, I I think it's a good thing to get your degree, but I also don't think it's for everybody. And I think that yeah. you have to look at what's best for you personally, best for you and your family. And and I really do wish there was a a, a better way, a better system. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get there. But I mean, just it, it's ridiculous that that there's not some sort of free public education in higher learning. Oh it's, man, it, yeah, it's wild, dude. Because it's. Like I said, I, I think I, I was in my junior year and I was like, I got to pick a degree. Like, cause it was, uh, it was visual arts one semester. It was history. Then it was like salsa studies. And then it was, um, elementary education. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm a male. You know, I maybe yeah. I was looking for, then I was starting to like, but then I, I couldn't pass elementary education class. Like oh. it, was, it was how to teach elementary ed. Shut up! Yeah, shut yeah. up! <laughs> Everyone, shut the hell up! It's not a tumor, yeah, it's a, dude. It's uh, <laughs> but it was uh, it was weird, man, because it was uh, and my degree eventually I graduated with uh, recreation administration, with a minor in nonprofit administration, oh. and uh, it's a super broad kind of job because you like the after school programs, like summer camp jobs, yeah. um. I uh, got, I uh, worked, I worked at, I did work at it. Okay. Let's say uh, I worked at an after school program for a while. Then I did, I worked at a summer camp with kids with disabilities, did an internship there, did an internship at an outdoor rec place in Versailles, Kentucky. And I worked at central state hospital as a recreation and leisure leader. So that's pretty wild. Pretty yeah. Wild you're job. like, we're all going to chill out. Yeah. Yeah. This is how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to, you know, and I wasn't like, we're going to play basketball. I suck at basketball or like <laughs> I suck at pool, but well, whatever. But uh, what's weird about that line of work, man, is like my last job before where I'm at now, I was a uh, supervisor for a residential department that did one-on-one care with adults with disabilities. So we had staff that would take them out and about in the community, or we had staff that would just hang out with them at home. But some of my job was, you know, the paperwork side of things, but I was also doing hands-on. I was like, I was wiping like a 60-year-old dude's butt. Oh. I mean, which is quite the experience. I don't know if you guys ever. <laughs> I never have. Um, I, I aspire not to, but, you know, you never know. The thing is, like, I got friends, and uh, I got, I've never wiped friends of mine's butt before. But, you know, <laughs> so that's like a whole nother level. But it's just wild, man, because, I mean, that those services – Need to be there, man. It helps yep. the family out because I would it would relieve them for a while. The dude was cool, dude, man. He, you know, um, fortunately the dude had some pretty severe cerebral palsy, so he needed some All assistance. Right. And it's like to me, it's no big deal, you know. People need help out there, but I would be on call, you know, do these work some weekends every now and then. But it was like seven hundred bucks every two weeks, right? Oh. And uh, you're looking at what fourteen hundred every two, you know, fourteen hundred a month. You're being Poe. Dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No lube, man. And yeah. uh, it just blows my mind that I was like, man, there's individuals out here that need that, assist- that assistance. And 
I'm like, I can make more money being a manager at McDonald's than this position I'm in at now, you know, but right. there's like, oh, it's rewarding. I'm like, yeah, sure. But that rewarding isn't going to pay feed the my bills. Family. Yeah, yeah Re- exactly. Reward me with some money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but man, I, that's, I missed that line of work because I did it for so long. And I go, and that line of work, man, it's a lot of, a lot of women. Like I worked with like all women for like years, majority women. There may have been a couple guys every now and then, but now going to the line of work I'm at now where it's all dudes, I didn't even know how to like communicate with these guys. I, I was like asking them how they're feeling. Like, like you guys, <laughs> you doing okay? Yeah. yeah you doing okay, man? You want to talk about this? And, like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, what? You, you know, and, uh, but, um, it is weird, man. I, I hope, hopefully, there is a change in the in the near future ish or whatever, where the 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 work, you know, the the line of work that people need, like the heating and air or the truck drivers or the whatever, isn't so frowned upon. And that right. there's the same you know. kind of value in that as there is in your quote yeah. unquote degree. Well, because I mean, Neil Neil and I were talking about it uh, not very long ago, but I mean, your degree, like the vast majority of people, they get a degree, but whatever, unless you're going to a super specialized field, yeah. whatever you have your degree in isn't necessarily what you're actually going to be doing. And so you can have a master's degree. You can have, you can have a specialized master's degree like Neil. You can have, you can have, you know, an MBA, but it doesn't mean you can do the flipping job, you know, like, yeah. like, and it's, it's a catch 22. And, and to your point about being 18 and go, like, who knows what they want to be when they're 18. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there are some people, my, my brother, I mean, he always knew what he wanted to be when <laughs> he was 14 or younger, but, but that's not most people, most people. And, and a lot of us are, you know, I'll be 40, still trying to figure it out. You know, like, uh, I mean, and you may change down, you know, you, you may do something for a while and, yeah. and you may, um, so, I mean, it's nice to have that degree to fall back on, you know, but, but reality is like, I mean, all that really does is it, it puts you on a level playing field, so to speak. You know, but at the same time, like if you don't have the experience for a job that you want, yeah, you're not going to get that job. So it, it's 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 again, it's a catch twenty two, and and I think that, um, it there's only so much you can learn based on you know reading a resume. You know, sure. there's uh, like I mean, you know, if if you get a, <laughs> I'm a pretty good writer. I always think that I write I write good cover letters. Yeah. You know, if I can be convincing enough in my cover letter, I'll get the yeah. job. You know, but but it's it's not. You know, it, ultimately, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like I could be, you know, I could write the greatest, most convincing cover letter in the world, but if I don't have any of the things that they're looking for, I'm not going to yeah. get the job. But, um, but yeah. So I mean, it, but in the reality, like I said, like I, I was a sport administration major. Uh, you know, I've sold real estate for a long time. Um, I, I don't know that they really correlate. I always said I just wanted. To, I wanted to choose the easiest path for oh, me. Yeah. I, yeah, I think we we probably would have had classes together. <laughs> I think that's what like. Uh, my department and sports admin, we were all like inter, right. you know, we all had that kind of the same classes. Well, I, just, <laughs> I just never really, I never loved school. Um, I, I got through, I did, I did much better in college than I did in high school, but it was just, you know, for me, it was, it was a means to an end, like, like yeah. the whole thing about you have to get a degree. So I was like, well, if I got to get one. I guess I'll, I'll do this because I can, you know, and if I look at, if I look back on it now, there's so many things that I could have done or oh, probably yeah. would have been good at, but you don't know when you're 18 or even 25. I mean, I was 25 when I graduated and I still, (laughs) still didn't know. So were you in classes with like the football team and stuff? I did have a lot of (laughs) athletes in my classes. Uh, I think that's a, a major that a lot of, you know, people that are like, "Eh, I mean, I gotta get something. And and then they end up in the NFL. They don't need a degree. 30, 30 years ago, um, (laughs) you know, 30 plus years ago. I mean, there really wasn't a sport administration degree. Really what it is. It's, it's the business side of sport. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of correlation to like business school and, and sports. So it's like, you know, there are guys that, you know, if they want to be coaches or whatever, then they might have a sport administration degree, but, but it really is about like anything that everything other than kind of the event itself. So marketers and, um, athletic directors or whatever, like all those guys, um, or gals get, um, or, uh, people that. Or gender indeterminate, whatever, <laughs> gender fluid, non-binary, non-binary. Um, they 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 would get a degree in sport administration a lot of times, and and um, but didn't know that was uh, I didn't know that 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 group of people that degree. 
Yeah, I, I mean, know what they I was don't thinking all. That I mean, I think that they could, yeah. like I said, it didn't always exist. Yeah, so I mean, like, <laughs> you know, probably before they would have gotten yeah. a degree in maybe physical education or business uh, degree or something like that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, sport administration, there was, I mean, it was, it was good for me. I, le- I did learn, um, some good stuff. I had some really good classes, good professors, but, um, ultimately I knew I probably wasn't going to go have a career in sports. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe I, maybe I could have or should have won. I don't know, but I always say hindsight's 2020. I would like to say hindsight's 30, 30, but, um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, your path, um, we're all just trying to get through it. Right. I mean, like we just, you know, like we're kind of taking it day by day. Oh yeah. And I think that's, that's what's, true. what's wild, man, is this, uh, comedy endeavor is whenever I did it. So this was actually, I, I did it a handful of times years ago and kind of just stopped. I got discouraged and, you know, didn't really. And then a year passed and I got a good buddy of mine, Austin Baker. He, <laughs> uh, he, uh, he really, dude, he's really helped me out a ton as far as like kind of the inner details about comedy mm-hmm. or like kind of more like the professional ish side of it. And, uh, also with like joke writing too, cause it's like, I'll hit them up and I'm like, Hey man, what do you think about this concept? And they'll send me, you know, tags back or we'll go back and forth. And it's really helped out shape a lot of my, uh, what am I, a lot of my jokes, but what was weird about the, the wife is, um, when I, when I was really getting into this, it kind of shook a little bit of everything, you know, cause it wasn't, you know, cause doing this kind of stuff is a very, um, follow your dreams type mentality almost where it's like three years, I'm still learning a ton of stuff. Like I've learned, even this past weekend, I learned a, a bunch of stuff about just hosting or right. bringing up comics, introducing them to the stage or trying to figure out things to say to the crowd to get them, you know, you know, make them feel good or, you know, tip your weight staff, all these fine, weird details. And uh, when I told her, I was like about diving into this, you know, figuring, you know, doing it more often and being gone on nights, you know, mm-hmm. being gone some evenings or gone on weekends really have, like this wasn't the plan, you know, and uh but it was a little rocky there in the beginning, but we've uh you know, we've I think we we got a good method or a good idea of how we want to pursue this together, which is a, another big part, man, cuz there's a I think there's a there's some parts that, you know, it's like if you didn't have a significant other, there could be things that you can get away with or if you didn't have kids or this and that and instead of just like kind of giving in and being like I can't it's like it's it's extra effort to figure out how you can. And, I think that uh, I think that's huge because I mean I'm a I'm a career shifter, mm. um, shape shifter. Well, oh, that, that's naughty. on the DL. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and I know that my wife had some serious um, reservations about me just jumping ship into a new career after you know a decade and a half of one. Um, and going from one where you're getting, you're getting that paycheck every, every couple of weeks might not be the best, but it's coming. Yeah. It's like, well, it's time to bet on me. I was ready to to jump into something else and it's scary. And, and, you know, knock on wood so far, so good. Um, I like where you said, figure out how to make it happen. Yeah, dude. Cause that, that's true for a lot of things. Like, um. If you're going to start a business, oh, well, it'd be hard. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Figure yeah. out how to do it. All kinds of stuff. Figure out how you can do something. Oh, yeah, man. I love that. It's tough, dude, because we're, it's, it is tough, man. And hell, we're, wife and I, we're trying to have kids. And uh, we're nice. The, yep, yep. Thank you, sir. It's, <laughs> it's dude, it's wild, man. You know, I'm getting, I'm going to get a little personal. I thought you here. were pregnant, but oh, never mind. Oh, yes. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, no, no, it's, uh, it's been a weird little journey, man. Cause it, we're doing, it doesn't, I'll just, just put it this way. It doesn't feel like it's God's plan. It doesn't really feel natural because we're doing, we have to do You're like using the, condoms I, still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no one, no, it's not wife. It's not working out because, uh, my balls are in her purse, you know? <laughs> uh, no, we've been doing like the IUI, IUI stuff, mm-hmm. the, like the, insert stuff and it, it feels that whole process is bizarre right it makes the practice less fun a little bit it is it's interesting because you got to give them your your 
sample and you got to go in an office and this, I gave, I'm already like weirded out about it. And I gave it to the lady this actually just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I was like, Oh, I hope this one works. Cause we've done it about three, four times now. Yeah. And the lady's like, Oh yeah, we'll, 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 we'll make it happen. We'll, you know, we'll get the magic work. And I'm like, it's not magic. What are you saying? This is, <laughs> don't say that. This is bizarre. Uh, but that's, you know, that's the thing that was in my head. So I was like, hey, I want to try to pursue comedy, and now you want to have kids, and then what if we have kids? I can't do this or can't do that, and all this anxiety and build up, and then it's like after a while you're like, man, you know, we'll, just, we'll see. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, we'll and I, I think it's like anything it else. You figure it out as you go, yeah. I mean, I will say Neil and I both, both have three each, um, so we could probably oh, spare one or so. Yeah, know. that's what. If you, you know, but no, nah, they're, they're – it's worth the effort and the trouble and all. I mean, they're, um, I mean, they drive me crazy, but I, I love oh, them. Yeah. Wouldn't trade it. I've got a, uh, almost seven year old, an eight year old and 11 year old. Oh, wow, man. And yeah, they definitely keep you busy. And you know, it's one thing, you know, like, I mean, kids are expensive and they don't get less expensive. Unfortunately, they get more expensive. Yeah. So I will say the pandemic's been pretty good for that because, um, you know, like they, there's not, seven different sports leagues and yeah. scouts and all that. I mean, oh, but. you know, all that, all that stuff, um, has, you know, not really been available to us. I mean, I guess if they were really high level athletes or whatever, I know there, I know there's definitely kids that are still playing their sports. Um, more power to them, but, but, yeah. uh, you know, my, my kids, I don't think are going to be, um, professional athletes. So, um, but I, it, it, I do feel, I do feel bad for the kids during this though. Cause it's not to, I mean, I got ADD, so we're jumping, <laughs> but they're, they're, um, same, you know, yeah. they're, they're just, I mean, I feel like they've had to kind of give up a couple of years of their lives in a lot of ways. I mean, they're, they're not, um, they're not missing out on everything, but, yeah. but just that social interaction, you need that so much as a kid and, and to not be able to be around your friends or, you know, the way that you have to be around your friends now is so much different than before. And. We're we're all gonna end up autistic after this, I think. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Hel- hello. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know how to talk to people. You know, and well, and the, the awkward meetings and and you know. Yeah. Are like we doing the, a an elbow bump? Elbow. What are we doing? Oh yeah. What do we man. just do a running chest bump? Is, yeah. is that cool? You gotta know. I mean, yeah. you gotta know your audience, I guess. But it's it is, it's just so weird. I mean, it's just not natural. It's not the way that humans are supposed to be. We're we're social creatures, and um, so. You know, and especially in those developmental stages and not being able to be in person classes is, um, you know, I, I, I do think, I know Neil's a former teacher, but I, I have a lot of respect for the teachers and I know how hard it's been for them throughout this. And, and I appreciate, um, you know, all my kids teachers cause they, they're doing the best they absolutely, you know, the absolute best they can with the circumstances they're given. Oh yeah. But, um, but you know, getting back to the, just having kids, you know, hopefully it'll, it'll happen soon. It'll happen when you least expect it. Yeah, like yeah. You, you stop trying. Then it's like, Oh, I'm pregnant. Um, but it's, it's the journey is definitely worth it. And, and, and it, it just begins with the pregnancy and then it's, you know, so. Yeah, that's what that's, I think that's the biggest thing. Cause I think we've kind of, we've honed in so long of like trying that I feel like I've heard that was just about everybody. They're like, Oh, we stopped trying and then we did. And, right. and, uh, I think we're, we'll probably get to a certain point where we're just like, okay, let's just you know go with the flow, or we might adopt at some point. Or well, uh, I, I, uh, my oldest was adopted, oh. and so I, um, that's a plug for adoption is that uh, yeah, I had reservation. You know, you're like, oh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's different. It's blah blah blah. Yeah. How will I feel all this? You know how I feel. He's freaking awesome. Yeah, dude. I love him every bit as much as my kids that were born natural from my wife and it's weird because he looks just like you well he doesn't oh, no. he doesn't oh. no, <laughs> yeah. but he acts like me in a lot of ways is he, you said he's your oldest how old, how old was he when y'all adopted he was one. Oh, one. and he's uh he's 16 now and he's got his permit and we're driving around talk about um anxiety ex- well no ex- <laughs> expenses expensive too uh, yeah. Samantha and I were talking about like, oh, we're gonna have to put him on our insurance soon. We're like, oh, oh yeah, that, that, I don't even, I don't even want to think about that. Uh, well, this is like I said, got a few years, but um, well, yeah, I, one of my best friends is adopted, and it really is funny. Like, he looks like his his non biological brother. They they definitely Dang. have like a, a resemblance, but they're 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 not biologically related. Um, but it's 
I think that they grew up in the same house. That's what happened. Yeah. I'm kidding. Well, there's a, there is a stigma around it. Like, you know, kids will be like, oh, you're adopted or whatever to try to like make fun of a kid or something. It's like, I think it's obviously not the kid's fault. Well, yeah. it's not only and is it not the kid's fault. Yeah. Maybe in the like, 90s they did that, but yeah. I don't think people, I think like, I think what the cliche ish or when that is where it's like a, you know, if you have like a, a black, like a adopted a black son or you have like maybe mixed parents mm-hmm. or something. Cause, but overall, I think when, for, in my opinion, when they're like, Hey, I'm adopted. Everyone's like, Oh, cool, man. Yeah. Like, I know. think so too. But just like, you know, you're trying to make fun of your sibling or oh, something man. like that you're like oh yeah whatever well you're adopted you know Ooh, like yeah. and, and what's funny is like nearly everybody can just get pregnant and have a kid like hey let's do this yeah uh, the process of adoption it's like well we went through a lot more to end up adopting a kid than we ever did to like get pregnant so it's like, yeah yeah like the, the hoops you have to jump through yeah to prove that you're capable or whatever and then just any schmo can get pregnant and have a kid and oh, yeah. I, you know, there's that the cliche. It's like you know, like anybody can be a anybody can be a dad, but as a real man can be a father. Well, you know what uh, I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's, but it's like just because you can impregnate someone, you know, yeah. just because you can birth a child doesn't mean that you're a, a, a parent. You know, uh, there's there needs to be a higher bar for sure <laughs> than, than just like oh, yeah. I, I did well, stuff. You, you need to a you. license to drive a car. Yeah, <laughs> dude, no joke, man. I know. I mean, I'm. I got, I got, I know, hell, family. There's some family I know of that's, they're potent, man. They reproduce, like, <laughs> and they're like, you guys are idiots. Like, you guys right. are, why, why y'all are so. Can't afford the ones you have. Why do you keep having yeah. children? Yeah, and right. then what's wild, too, is, like, the the likelihood of getting pregnant is so, like, you got to, while they're ovulating, yeah. and, like, you got to do it at this time period, and this and that, and the stars have to align, and Jupiter has to be over here or something. <laughs> And then, but these, these people, they just like, just popping them out. Right. Like, damn, man, we're, we're trying everything here. We sacrificed a a goat the other night to try to have a kid, but no. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I didn't know that was a thing, but you know, you know, um, there was a trivia question that in a thing I was doing the other day and it was, um, that strippers make better tips when they are blank. And the correct answer was ovulating. Isn't that crazy? Really? Yeah. I bet the they probably the guys probably smell it or I something. I know that's what I was saying, and it's wild. Like since it, like it was just it was kind of mind blowing, you know. I was yeah, I think there is something there, man. Cause it, I had this uh, my last job. There was a coworker of mine, and just and, you know she she come to work pregnant, and it was like there's something like internal, like very uh, primitive. Mm-hmm. You're like, hey, this woman can bear a child. Like that's attractive. You know what I mean? Right. Like that weird internal kind of thing. So those. Making a kid is wild. Really is. It, I mean, it is. It is a miracle. You know, it's. I mean, not. To, I'm not a religious person, but it is. It really is. Like um, when you think about it, like from where it starts. Yeah, like, like props like, to women, right? Okay. And I mean, you know, yeah, they, they don't even have to climax. Yeah, like, you know, like <laughs> I didn't know they could. <laughs> yeah, Some of them, yeah, yeah. Female orgasm, <laughs> oxymoron. But um, no, like I, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like. We have a little bit to do with it, but, but I mean, the actual <laughs> growing a person inside of you or a thing, you know, mammals in general, bait, you know, like anything that can, that can have a baby, like the whole process. Like, even when you think about like non-mammals, it's really weird. Like, yeah. like this thing will turn into like, like an alligator or a crocodile. <laughs> you think about the That's little so tiny so egg, it. little tiny egg. And then they, and they can grow to be like, uh, I don't know hundreds and hundreds of pounds like yeah, it's 12 feet long or whatever okay. it's yeah, unbelievable it's, man it's, i mean i know it's not the size that matters but it is it is <laughs> um it is an interesting thing i i just it, it it really when i think about it like my own kids i look at them you know i like to take pictures when they're sleeping because it's just like because they're sweet when they sleep you know but <laughs> yeah. um but it's it's uh yeah me too other <laughs> other, other other people's kids yeah <laughs> that's not creepy i think no. that's pretty cool um but i think it's i think it's it's just one of those you you it's easy to take for granted you know but you look at him and yeah. you're like how did i make this it's like i guess i really didn't but how did my wife make this oh yeah um and it's it's crazy and i don't know like i have a lot of flaws we all do you know but i look at them and i'm like I must have done something wrong you know and it's <laughs> But it is it it does hurts my heart. 
Oh yeah, man. And I mean, but if you take if you take all that away, like peel back the curtain, it's like, hey, we had to have sex like this many times, or we had to do this or yeah. do that, and that's when people are like, when they do, um, you know, they surprise like the grandparents with like, oh, we're pregnant, and everyone's like, woo, and I'm like, Dad, ain't that sex? I know. <laughs> like I know. they're like, oh, why am I like? You're putting this in my head, you know, and, know. uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, uh, yeah, man, I think it's, it's a very, it's a very bizarre and, uh, weird journey. That's for sure. But, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, my wife and I, it's three times all it took. <laughs> she said, what it is, she man. didn't want anything else to do with it. We were like, we're just gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna make these babies. And that was, that was the purpose. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the purpose of, of, of that's right. But at what age? See, my, my, my biggest fear, I don't know, and maybe it's because I worked with people with disabilities for so long. Like, to me, it's so much more common. Mm-hmm. I do have this, I, I know it's probably, I hate to admit it, but there, I do have some anxiety or some fear about having a you know, kid with Down syndrome or yeah. having a kid with severe autism or something, but. I, I know, you know, you have like, oh, do you want a boy or a girl? And then somebody's like, oh, we just want it to be healthy. And yeah. it's like. Dude, not all kids are healthy. Like, let's not no. stigmatize some kid that's born with some kind of disability or something, exactly. too. Yeah. Um, right. Well, you want, I mean, I always, yeah, I mean, that's one thing I always said, healthy baby, healthy mama. But, but I do want, um, you know, I think that, like, we never did the thing where you can, you know, they, they can find out, they can tell you, like, you know, if your baby is going to have oh. some sort of severe they can, they know that they can, t- the yeah, some they, certain things. Yeah. Really? They, yeah. And, and, oh, and, you know, some people would, we wouldn't have chosen to terminate yeah. pregnancy oh, yeah. or whatever, but, it, but it's, uh, you know, I think you love your kid no matter what. Exactly. And you know yeah. that there's going to be challenges. And I, obviously I can't speak from experience with, I, I do have a friend whose uh, brother was severely autistic, but I think that, you know, you just, you just, um, you just make it work. Oh, you yeah. know, like you love your kid no you matter what, it. and you appreciate them for who they are. And I think there is, I mean, um, I, I got a call. It was really sweet. I got a call uh, the other day from a girl that I grew up with, went to um, Brown school with and, um, and she has down syndrome. And I mean, I've known her my entire life, like since I was yeah. six years old and, you know, she comes, she's like, I had a big crush on you in middle school. You know, like, <laughs> like I was, but like, you know, she's still that exact same person, but there's just that innocence that, that, you know, it's almost like childlike in some ways, but, um, but just that, I don't know. I mean, there, there is some sort of freedom to that, like that. Yeah. I wish I could be just that comfortable with me. Oh you yeah. Know? Like, I don't think that most people have that. And so, I mean, I, I think again, you got to appreciate them for who they are. And I don't know, it's, it's tough, but I, I, I don't think that, I don't think that that should really be a concern and in, in your life and trying to get, you know, and Oh yeah. They, they, they used to say like the older, the mom, the more of the risk for, down syndrome or this and that i think it's what i've heard more now is it's the older dads um oh. generally speaking um are more likely to have autistic children or down syndrome but but i still don't think that that should be a deterrent i think if nah. you know like if you are you know if you're wanting to get pregnant and if you have the ability to get pregnant or whatever you know or adopt or whatever like yeah. i mean it's just you know like i have friends that have uh that there's a big gap between their their first child and their second child. Yeah, yeah. And there was circumstances behind that, but they were thinking, oh, you know, maybe we shouldn't have one because they're going to be so far apart. They're going to, you know, but there's no right way or wrong way. Yeah. You know, and they're like, uh, I, I think they're, they're very happy with the two they have and they wouldn't trade it. And it's just, you know, like, but yeah, again, that, my only advice to you would be like, just if you want them, how, by any means that you end up having to get, like, you, you will love them and you, and it's, and, and it's, it's not, and I would just, you know, pursue it, you know, like you're pursuing comedy, you know, pursue the, pursue the pregnancy or pursue the, the, the fatherhood. Cause it's, it will, it will be equally as rewarding. It, it'll be the most rewarding thing you ever had. Oh yeah. Sure. And that's certainly not to shame people that don't want it. If you don't want kids, that's, 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 that's all good sure. too. I got, um, you know, but, but if that's what you want, then you should, you know, do what you can to make it happen. Yeah, man. I think that's like, uh, I think it's all kind of under the same umbrella, you know what I mean? Cause there's like, you know, the no, you know, no sleeping or the, you know, this hold back or, you know, when, what if they get to, you know, cause I, you know, the, the fear of 
they're going to get into drugs and cause there's so much. And then like you have to, I think that's what was discouraged me for the longest times are all these what ifs. And then you just get to a certain point, especially now I'm trying to detach myself from people who are just so negative. Like yeah, there's people I work with, dude, that they're, their first thing. Oh, well, Wait, you're gonna miss you're gonna miss this and you're not gonna be able to do that, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, yeah. you're probably you're right to a certain extent, but damn, dude, like give me you know, you're not giving me anything to work with here, man. You're just you're freaking yeah. me out, you know. Oh, you're gonna be a parent. Sorry about your luck, your life's yeah. over. <laughs> but uh no, man, uh but going back to what you said, like I don't I think uh going back to figuring out how to make it work, and that's kind of just what with about anything, other any I've noticed myself, man, I kind of get this weird, like, um, even before doing like comedy, it's like, I feel like it should be something people try to do or thrive to do outside of like work, like, like right. a hobby kind of thing ish. Yep. Where, cause I've noticed that I can't, I kind of get more bummed out. I mean, it's nice sometimes, but if I get off work and I just watch Hulu till mm-hmm. I go to bed. I'm on my phone and I'm done. I'm on my phone. I'm watching Hulu or whatever. And then I go to bed. I'm like, I didn't do nothing. Right. Like I didn't, I didn't do anything. And, uh, that can, that, that's like more uncomfortable feel like than it is like, Hey, I was busy doing this, this, and this, like the busyness is almost more rewarding lay down than it is doing nothing. I think like, um, like my wife, she could lay in bed all day if she if she wanted to <laughs> yeah. and just be fine with that I'm, ah. I'm not though like well you know it'll be a weekend day and nothing's really going on i'm like all right what are we doing she's like yeah nothing so i think it, it's you know different strokes for different That's folks kind of thing sometimes good point yeah should, should mention that um sam is a really hard worker and 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 she crushes it generally doesn't yeah. just no, no, but, she doesn't do that. But she has the ability to. Where I just don't really even have that ability. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. what are we doing? What's the next? I next? wish I had some of that, man. Because sometimes it's it's like this weird. Because uh, even like today's, you know, today's Sunday. Got another work week on Monday. There's times where if if I'm busy on Sunday, like I do this, I do that, and then like right before bed, I'm like, well, I didn't get to chill. I didn't get to do it. Yep. And then like if you did chill, you're like, oh, I didn't get to do anything. And then you're like, ah, oh, God, this sucks. I can't. I can't commit. I can't be like, uh, do one, one or the other. Pick pick one. Exactly. Well, I have, I have, uh, I have this kind of list of things that I have to do by the end of the day for me to feel like, you know, I've accomplished what I needed to accomplish for the day. That's That's good. And, and if I, if I don't do any of those things, like when I do finally lay down to go to bed, like then I don't feel as relaxed or as comfortable or as, you know, like, like, but a lot of it's just, um, like, I don't know, because I am so ADD, like having a routine is good. Yeah. So, you know, you get up, That's, you know, yeah. go, go to work, you know, and like I, I, I don't know, come home and, and work out, like make dinner, yeah, put the kids to bed. Um, I, I have like the stretching routine that I do. Oh man. You know, I've got to do all my stretches. I got a bad back, bad everything. Um, and, and then you get that stretch routine, yeah. bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's like brush teeth, wash face. And, you know, walk your dog. I got to make, yeah, walk the dog. Got to make my lunch um, for the night before. And so anyway, nice. yeah, if I don't, if I don't do any of those, any one of those things, then, then it's like, I didn't do all the things I was supposed yeah. to do. And I feel bad about it. Like feel have this guilt about it. Dude, that's huge, like, man. It's hard to relax. I think a lot of people kind of give like a routine, a bad rap sometimes. Like I'm, I, I would say like I was in this weird funk where I was like getting, Kind of un- like freaked out by the mon- monotony of things, but is that right? Monotonous, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, I, th- I think micro analyzing everything was like, oh, I make coffee every morning, and I drive the <laughs> same route, you know. But there's something is rewarding about like a routine because it it is like a like you kind of know. I mean, you can drive to work a different route maybe if you want to switch it up or yeah. something, but. Having that routine is more rewarding, and you're going to be more successful, I think, if you have something that's I do Concrete. good. With, I do good with routine yeah. and like um, need a little structure, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I always say I'm not the greatest at making myself busy, you know. So like the the more things that I have to do, yeah, the better I tend to do, you know. So it, for me to feel productive or to be productive, like I need a lot of things on my plate, and you know, like because what can happen though is if you don't prioritize or if you don't, you know, like 
take it one step at a time yeah. and you can get like, at least for me, you can get this inertia feeling where it's like, oh, I got so much shit to do. Oh yeah. And I'm not going to do any of it. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, like when I get depressed or have anxiety, like my, my biggest thing is I'll just go to sleep, you know, especially when I was younger. Now that I have kids and all this, I can't really just, I'll just, sleep. yeah. yeah. I just, I just, I just go to the bathroom. It's like, be in there. You've seen the movie, this is 40. Like, what are you doing in there? Um, but you know, like sometimes you do need a break, but, um, yeah, like, like I have to have a lot of things to do or, um, you know, I'm just not, I'm, I'm not going to be like, my mind is always just kind of going, you know? And so it's best to keep me engaged. Because if I just let my, if I'm just alone with my thoughts, then, then, uh, you know, then I can start thinking about all the things that I haven't done or all the things I need to do or all the things, you know, like, so the best thing is just to do, yeah, you man. know, and I, I, I can't claim to be, you know, the hardest worker in the world or the most productive person, but I, but, you know, I do feel best when I am doing the most things, you know, exercising and eating right and, um, you know, being a present father yeah. and husband and all those things. And. Um, there's definitely been periods where I haven't been as good at, you know, any number of those things. And it's, it's hard, you know, if you get out of the routine to get back into it, but, um, you know, like, I think you have to, you have to be able to give yourself a break at some point too, like just to, just to say, you know, it's okay. You know, I didn't do this and not to beat yourself up over it, but but also to remember that you got to get back to it, you know, cause this is, you know, and I don't know, we're, none of us are here for all that long in the grand scheme of things. So just. Um, you know, try to take care of the people that, that take care of me that, you know, but there you go. Getting deep, dude. Yeah. But I do know that like, uh, something as simple, like I've noticed like the, I try like if we cook dinner, cook it in bulk, you have, you do have lunches for the next couple of days. Something as simple as not cooking dinner the night before could affect, cause I try to write, I try to write jokes to do some writing during lunch break. So if I didn't prep dinner the night before, then I mean, I'm driving to get lunch, so I'm not riding, yep. and I'm not eating as good as probably as I should be if right. I can prep a meal. So just one, that one thing right there has affected like three yeah. or four things during lunch. Well, um, speaking of riding, because we're, we're about to come up on an hour, all right. uh, we should probably wrap this up, but I all want right. you to plug all your social and upcoming shows first. Sure, yeah, thanks, man. Um, so on Facebook and YouTube, it's just Jeff Toy. There is another Jeff Toy out there. That's my uncle. Uh, it's a dude on a motorcycle. So don't. <laughs> you can follow that guy if you want to. But uh, <laughs> I already it's, do. It's, it's, yeah. And it's J E F F T O Y. Just yep. like it sounds. It's not not G off. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That not pretentious. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Toy T O Y like Toy Story three. And uh, but on on the Instagram and the TikTok. Weird, but uh, it's Jeff Toy Zero, number zero. The number zero. Yes. And uh, yeah, and uh, I'm trying to, that's just weird, man. The uh, YouTube, uh, like, you know, if I can get people to follow me, you know, subscribe on there, that'd be, that'd be cool. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> that'd be awesome, I bet. Oh, yeah, man. Um, and then, and you do have some shows coming up too, right? I do, yeah. Uh, I, I got some, now I don't, um, this coming up weekend, the 25th, 26th, and 27th. I'm at the Comedy Caravan off Barstown Road. Mid-City Mall. Yeah, Mid-City Mall area. One show Thursday, two Friday, and two Saturday. Nice. And, uh, yeah, that should be a good time. The the headliner is Rich Reagan. I've seen him. He's hilarious. Nice. Yeah, dude. He's he's been a a pretty hot Louisville comic. He's got a book uh, that I had back. uh, It was was something about, like, dad and being a dad, you know, kind of stuff. Oh, nice. He's a hoot. Um, oh, super, right. super cool dude, man. I'm excited to work with him. Uh, haven't worked with him before. And what's cool is there's a buddy of mine. He's featuring Evan Lewis. And we rough, we kind of roughly started around the same time. Nice. So it's cool kind of like getting to work with Rich. And he's featuring and I'm hosting for the weekend. And uh, But, I mean, if I don't know if you have any listeners in Nashville, but I'll be in Nashville March 10th. Yeah, it's cool too. Well, or we'll 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 caravan down there. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I think it's yeah. So again, you guys check out Jeff Toy. You can uh, you can look up some of his videos on YouTube. Um, you mentioned his channels and stuff like that, but um, he's a funny guy. And uh, appreciate you 
coming by and taking the time yeah. to talk oh, yeah. to us. Thanks for, awesome. thanks for letting me hang out, Phil. Hell yeah. <laughs> thanks for listening to Talk About Town. Don't forget to check our social media at TalkAboutTownKY. Drop us a line at Neil at TalkAboutTownKY.com. Jeremy at TalkAboutTownKY.com. Neil Cox and Jeremy Judah are your friendly realtors with Judah Real Estate Group.